Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome to our show. Good people, welcome. By the way, we don't want to discriminate bad people. Welcome to our show as well. Anyone who want to learn more about sales and leads, welcome. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Tom Poland. How are you? I'm Boxer Fluffy Ducks. Thanks, Anatoly. Yeah, a big pleasure, big pleasure. Because, you know, this topic is hot. You know, uh, I don't know any marketers or people uh, or companies who don't want to increase sales to get more results, to get leads. So, yeah, yeah I think... Uh, Ask anyone, <laughs> and the first thing what they want to get sales and leads. Tom, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about this important topic. You know, the, the subject I'm going to talk about is, is made or generated billions of dollars, and it it's really born out of frustration and disappointment of other marketing stuff that just didn't work. So mm -hmm. I'm happy to share it for two reasons. One is hopefully it helps a lot of people, and secondly, who knows, some of those people might become clients. So there's 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 a, there's a there's a minor altruistic motivation and there's a larger profit motivation to share. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, can you tell where to start? For example, if I have sales, I have leads, but uh, I know today it's better to pay attention how to increase to double sales than to acquire new customers because it costs uh, five times more. Any insights where to start and what to do first? Well, um, it does depend a lot. And I'm sorry to have to preface my answer with that. It depends. Um, but mm -hmm. the price of the product, the target, the market, target market, um, most of our clients tend to be uh, selling the invisible. So they have uh, intellectual property, advice, coaching, consulting, services, software as a service as well. And the biggest mistake that most people make is kind of, you know, propose, I call it proposing marriage at first sight. So, you know, they, they, it's, it's, in other words, what I'm saying is that particular audience, when you're, when you're marketing software advice or services, it's, you we need to get people on a metaphorical first date first before we propose marriage. Because uh, um, if someone mm -hmm. buys, say, a property in the beautiful location you're in, Anatoly, you know, they don't have to like the salesperson. You don't have to like the realtor. You just have to like the lake you've got and the golf course and the apartments and the number of rooms it has. That's that's what you that's what you fall in love with. But mm -hmm. when people are marketing services or advice, it's actually more like you're proposing marriage because because people are entering into a relationship with the provider, the business coach, the consultant, the teacher, the trainer, and so on. So that's why with my model we get people to that first date it, it's either um, the prospect's going to read a book that's the first date or they're going to attend an event whether it's a physical event or a webinar but we get people who are interested in the subject matter the expertise of of uh, whoever's listening to this and we say look here's a chance to dip the toe in the water with our brand with our intellectual property and see if you like it see if we got a fit and then having attended the webinar or having read the book or having come to the event, then we make the offer to become a client in the form of a new client inquiry booking or something like that. But, uh, and it, look, it's different if you're selling a, you know, if you're selling a 
$59 iPhone case or something. That's very different. You can do that off TikTok or Facebook or wherever. That's, that, that's, that's okay because people, it's inexpensive and people are buying a physical thing. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, uh, let's talk about customers. Can you tell how to learn customers before selling? Because, you know, every single day when I open my email, most of emails are spam. Someone is trying to sell me guest posts, uh, link building services, name them. Now they don't know me. They don't care about what I need. Uh, I don't know how they can find my email, but uh, I usually uh, lead all of them to my spam inbox at the best place where they can spend time together. But can you tell how to personalize experience because customers are impatient to get what they want to get any insights how to learn them so the the way the way we do it and and if if for we let me let me back up a step mm -hmm. we don't take clients on who want results tomorrow because that's generally uh, you know, the, the, the promise of getting your results tomorrow or getting your results this week is probably uh, a false promise. Mm -hmm. So the marketing and whatever form of marketing we're going to use and your listeners are going to use has to match a couple of things. It has to match the service that you're proposing. So our, if people work with us, they can start generating new clients within 30 days. That's not bad, 30 days, but not seven days, not two days. So we don't want to attract the people who are too impatient. They will run from offer to offer, short-term fix to short-term fix. They'll just go and chase another squirrel, so to speak. So, so, the, so our marketing is not suggesting that you get results you know, straight away, although I do understand that the urgency of that for some people. So therefore, we offer lead magnets, the first date I referred to, that take a little time. You know, for example, um, so far this month, what are we into the 20th or something, 19th of the month? So we've picked up um, three clients from people that have downloaded one of my free books. And I think six clients from people who have attended the webinar. So that's, you know, and there's, there's other clients, but just talking about those two main marketing channels. So these are people who have said, I am so invested in solving the problem I have, I'm prepared to attend a webinar or I'm prepared to read a book, not just a one-page download checklist, cheat sheet, ninja hack thing. So what you offer in your marketing as that first date or as that lead magnet needs to be, uh, it needs to be in the same style as what you're gonna offer as a service. If, if, you know, if your service is a 30 minute consult, then sure, the one-page download is, is fine for that. You'll attract the sort of people that are people that. Does that make sense, Anatoly? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm interested about, for example, you mentioned about ebook, about webinars. And let's talk about mindset. No, uh, because, for example, if I open Facebook, probably I want to know about my friends. Uh, I don't know, uh, not customers. Uh, I mean, like about yeah. uh, related people. If I open LinkedIn, I usually have different mindset and uh, yeah. yeah, I have the yeah. goal to find customers, yeah. to generate leads. Uh, on YouTube, yeah, sometimes I yeah. need educational right. content, yeah, entertainment content. Yeah. So can you tell 
how to change mindset. For example, if my goal right. on any uh, social media platform, uh, ASIO, sure. uh, have educational purpose. So how to change mindset of customer and lead right. them uh, to the uh, bottom funnel, yeah. You've hit on a really critical point. There, when it, when you look at where you can get leads from, you can buy an email list. You can go to TikTok. You can go to LinkedIn, as you've said. You can go to Facebook. Uh, you can get to joint venture partnerships. Uh, you can do SEO. You can do Google Ads, pay per click. It, there's, I listed 115 different places you can get leads from, and there are two key characteristics you have to consider when you're trying to evaluate the quality of the source or when you evaluate LinkedIn, when you evaluate a Facebook group, when you evaluate uh, SEO, whatever source of those leads you're evaluating, there's two things. And you mentioned mindset or, or attitude or belief. Uh, I, the, way I, the way I phrase that is reason. What is the reason why people have joined that network? And if the reason they've joined the network, be it a LinkedIn group, be it an email list, a subscriber list, whatever it happens to be, why they're on Facebook, if the reason is not closely aligned to the reason they might want to buy from me, then it's not going to be a good source, a quality source, an efficient source, an effective source of new client inquiries. I don't want to have to convince anyone that they should buy my stuff. Uh, and this is the difference between outbound marketing or selling and inbound marketing or, or marketing. What, what selling does is it tries to convince people they should change their mind and buy what I've got. What marketing does is it finds the people who are already looking for what I've got mm -hmm. and puts an offer in front of them. So that's the first thing you need to look at. What's the reason why people join LinkedIn? They join for one or two reasons. They either want to, uh, recruitment reason, they want to recruit their headhunter or they want to be headhunted. But either way, it's both recruitment. I'm on, I'll keep my profile polished on LinkedIn in case someone gives me a better job offer. I'll uh, go to LinkedIn in case I can find some talent to recruit. That's the first reason people join LinkedIn. The second reason is they want to sell you or your network something. There, there is no one who wakes up in the morning and jumps out of bed and goes, oh, goody, I'll, I'll join LinkedIn in case I can buy something. So, so LinkedIn can be an absolute goldmine if it's mined in the correct way. But the way, the, the way you don't get a regular scalable flow of leads from LinkedIn is through posting articles. That it's just, it's just, it's just going to get buried in an avalanche of other information of other people that want to sell people. So, yeah. So if so that's the first thing is you look for, you make sure that wherever you go, you're not trying to convince people they should want you. You, you go to places where there are already people looking for a solution that you can provide. Mm -hmm. Example, so just got off a call from Rob Goyette. Rob does fastbusinesscoaching.com, fastrevenuecoaching.com. Um, his target market are coaches, consultants who want more clients. Guess what, guess what I offer? Lead mm -hmm. generation. So he's got a fabulous email list of subscribers. And underline this, the reason people subscribe to Rob's list is they want a solution to business growth. That's that's a solution I can help with. So we have an aligned reason. So we do we cross market to each other's lists at least once a year and generally get a very good result because the reason they're in the list, guys, you, 
ladies, women, men, whoever you are, gender, whatever, get this. If the reason someone is in a group, email list, whatever, um, searching on Google, Facebook, if the reason is not aligned to, the, to a solution that you can provide, it's not going to be a great hunting ground for you. The second thing to look for in the source of new leads, whatever network you look at, uh, business networking meetings, LinkedIn, Facebook, it doesn't matter, TikTok, um, wherever you go, is skim. And what I mean by that is you're, if, you, if you get a source where people have put virtually no skin in the game to be in that network versus a source where they put $70,000 to be in that network, either of those two extremes are not going to work for you in terms of a lead generation source. Example, someone signs up for an American Express card and they check the box to hear about all partners from offers. The reason they signed up the American Express has likely got nothing to do with the reason they might want to buy from you or me. Also, the skin in the game is one checkbox. There's no skin in the game signaling that they have a serious intent to solve the problem that you can help them with. So too little skin in the game is not good. Too much skin in the game, someone's just paid $70,000 to join the mastermind group. They're fully financially committed. They're not going to make a good prospect source either, that particular mastermind group. But in the middle are people who attend webinars, attend conferences, read books to solve the problem that you could solve. Two things to look for in the source of quality leads that can be efficiently harvested and effectively harvested. One is the reason the person is in that network. And the second is the amount of skin in the game. Not too much, not too little. Nice, nice. Valuable. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah. Uh, let's talk about, um, you know, uh, I'm interested uh, about how to convince customers to buy because customers buy if they believe that their money costs less than uh, buying products. So uh, they need to get this feeling that uh, products uh, bring a lot more value than uh, having this money. Uh, yeah. Can you tell how to create this feeling that customers believe that uh, the yeah, price sure. or value is good? Right. Well, we so let's let's move from the assumption that they are looking for a solution to a problem. You know, like I said, that that we we're, we're harvesting their inquiries from a source where the reason is aligned to the reason that you can help them with, and they have not too much skin in the game or turtle. So, assuming that's the case, we're at the point of the offer, right? So, they've read our book, they've done our five day challenge, they've downloaded our guide, they've done whatever. We've had the first date with them, and they're going. I quite like this stuff. I think this might be the solution to my problem. When you get to the offer, there are two things you've got to look at. First of all, you've got to repeat the benefit of working together, not the features, the benefit. For example, we can generate high quality new client inquiries pretty much every week of the year. That's a big benefit. The feature of how we do that might be webinars, it might be LinkedIn, it might be books, but that comes second, okay? So the offer page, the sales page, if you like, always have to lead with the benefits. The expression of those benefits must be differentiated. You can't simply say what everyone else is saying in the same words, otherwise it's not gonna get cut through. And uh, it, it should contain specifics because specifics increase believability. You can talk about weekly leads. I talk about uh, in my sales page, how our clients in 151 cities around the world are generating new client inquiries. 151 cities is very specific. If it was 100, if it was, if it was 200, I would probably make it 197 because I want to make it even more specific. I don't want a round number. 
So there's three things you need at the top of any sales page or any offer, benefit rich, containing specifics and differentiated. Having done that, the next two things you need to do is risk mitigation and benefit maximization. So a money back guarantee, for example, uh, we have a lot of courses. We offer uh, a $5,000 extra revenue every month guarantee. If you don't generate, if you put the course in place and there's, there's, you don't have to, you know, fill out a long application form for a guarantee, there's no fish hooks, just make an honest effort, put our stuff into place and run that method for three consecutive months. If you haven't added at least $5,000 to your monthly revenue, then we'll give you your three monthly payments back because our minimum payment terms are three months. Um, so it's, it's a cast iron guarantee. There's no fish hooks in it. You don't have to give us screenshots of everything. Just, just tell us you an honest effort, show us what you've done and we'll give you money back. It's not worth our, it's not worth our brand reputation to argue with a client as to whether we should do a mm -hmm. refund. So our default position is your refund. And but that's risk mitigation. Control, and how yeah, do you control this, this numbers? Well, well, yeah, well, well, first of all, they've got to pay the three monthly payments. So in this case, currently it's 495, although it may be increasing. So that's the first thing. They've got to hang around for three months, right? Um, second, and so so the second thing is most people, most, not not 99%, but probably 55, 60%, can be relied on to do the right thing and to execute effectively and to get some results. That leaves you a balance of people who may not execute effectively, but are still basically honest people. Uh, so, and and so what bottom line is people aren't going to the vast majority of people aren't there to set about to rip you off the vast majority it, it would be certainly less than one in 10 it's probably more like one in 50 that go in to an arrangement like that with an intention to rip you off so we we have that happen i would say it would be less than one in 50 i would say that happens once a year to us it's it's obvious someone's just come in downloaded everything claimed the guarantee i don't care give them the money back it's, it's, it's worth being ripped off once a year to get hundreds of new clients in the door. I'm not hearing you. Are you muted or? It might be my end. It's probably my Bluetooth dropped out. Sorry, I'll check that. What about right now? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, you're back. Yeah. Uh-huh. So okay. that was actually my side i don't know what going on okay i okay uh, let's leave it uh i'm interested about um you know uh, uh for example uh if uh companies uh some companies start new projects they have no data they have no experience uh of selling but they uh, are sure about the quality of products so because I think marketing can't help bad products. Uh, but if uh, quality is good, how to find uh, the best, uh, I don't know, like the, what kind of best practices to use? Because uh, personally, I don't like best practices. I usually use my strong side. For example, if I'm not good with filming video, why I need to do it? If I can write great text, so it depends. But uh, anyway, if... Uh, a new startup started from scratch. Can you tell how to find the right channel of sales? The right genre? Yeah, yeah. 
any best practices uh, where to start to sell new products? So, well, uh, well, let, let's start at a strategic level. If I understand the question right, we've got to match the the medium to the market. If you're marketing, basically, you've got you've got the market, you've got the message, and you've got the medium. So we've got to get all those three lined up. If we're selling used cars, that's a very different marketing medium and message than if you're marketing consulting services. Uh, so some people like attending events. Some people just want to read stuff. Some people like the interactive physical experience. You have to figure out what is it that your particular market is drawn to. If you're marketing to CPAs and actuaries, they want detail. They want flowcharts. They want spreadsheets. Uh, that's the way their brain works. So uh, you've, we've got to match match the message and the medium. The medium is what you put your offer out through. Is it a webinar? Is it a talk? Is it a downloadable guide? Is it a five-day challenge? So I often explain to people like this. I've got, I've got my dog. Um, let's take Monty, my border collie. And I've got beehives here where we live. And I can put a really nice bunch of flowers in my dog's dinner bowl. And he's not going to be attracted towards it. He's going to look to me with his ears up going, what are you doing? It's my dinner bowl. I, I want steak. I want mince. I want sausages. I don't want flowers. But I can put the same flowers in front of the beehive and the bees will be all over it. So we've got to match the medium to the market. And some things work in some markets and some things don't. I'm, hire a coach who's really got proven track record and offer you a money back guarantee to help you with all that. But that, in broad terms, that's what I'd say is match the medium to the market. If, if I go into TikTok and offer a webinar, it's going to be hard to get traction. It's going to be cost. It's not going to be cost effective. It's, the same, it's exactly the same thing with Facebook. Partly because the people that are reason, the reason that people are on TikTok or on Facebook is not aligned to the product or service, but also because that particular medium offers instant gratification. It's a fast, it's a fast click through. It's a have a laugh. It's a go to the next one. It's, it's, it's all tinsel, you know, it's, so mm -hmm. match the meeting to the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Okay, uh, let's talk about trust. Uh, for example, if customers need trust, uh, if we are talking about big brands like Apple, Nike, many others, they right. have this trust because, because they deserve this trust uh, for many years. So, but for a new project, uh, can I tell how to provoke the trust no, from customers, because uh, today yeah, many, yeah, many customers uh, distrust new brands, any insights, yeah. Right. And and we know it's no point in just saying, trust me, because you start to sound like, you know, the mafia, uh, you know, trust me, we'll look after <laughs> you, yeah. Al, you know, yeah, trust me, we'll look after you. No, it'll be fine. Just trust me. Um, so let me, let me give an example of what you need to do. So. You've got, you know, when Kia came into the marketplace, they, they produced cars, Kia car, K-I-A car, South Korean automobile manufacturers. And our daughter had one and, you know, the handles dropped off the doors and the windscreen wipers stopped working. Um, the, the adjustment mechanism for the car seat got stuck. She had to end up climbing in the window to get into her car because the door wouldn't open. It was junk. So they did a heck of a lot of work on upgrading the quality. And when you back in the day when you could buy a Ford or a GM or a Volkswagen or whatever, 
you could buy that. It came with a 12 months warranty. So Kia came back into the marketplace and they said, we have a much better product, but rather than saying, trust us, it's really good. They said, everyone else is offering you a one-year warranty. We'll give you three years. And when everyone else, when Ford and everyone else said, oops, we better go to three years, Kia went to five years. And then they went to seven years. And then they added on unlimited mileage. You buy a new Kia, we have cap price servicing for seven years. You have unlimited warrant, uh, unlimited mileage warranty for seven years. Anything goes wrong with your car, apart from the tires wearing out or something like that, we're going to fix it for free. And the guarantee is a great way to tell your marketplace, hey, we're not a big brand like Apple or Ford Motor Company, but tell you what, we've got a guarantee that's three times longer than theirs. That's going to get so you've got to you've got to be able to walk the talk. It's no point in just talking the talk. We ran for many. When I got into the coaching market many years ago, I said to new clients, "The problem you've got is that you've trusted people and you paid the money. Am I right?" And they go, "Yeah, we trusted people. We paid the money, and nothing happened." Okay. Well, here's my value proposition. I don't want you to trust me. What do you mean you don't want to? So I've got cut through because their eyes go up and they go, what do you mean I don't have to trust you? I need to be able to trust you. I said, no, you don't. Don't pay me any money. We'll work together for 30 days. That means you don't have to trust me. At the end of the 30 days, if you believe that I'm the real deal and I'm really going to add value, then I'd like you to start paying me, please. Does that sound fair enough? Yeah, that sounds... I mean... We've taken away the reason for them not to buy, which is paying money and risking it. So there's lots of different ways you can do guarantees and warranties, but essentially it comes back to the third thing I mentioned on the sales page is risk mitigation, benefit maximization, risk mitigation. We're gonna listen very, very carefully to what the marketplace is saying. After we run an event, everyone gets a survey to complete. Very short, very simple, seven fast questions. We find out. Was the price point too high? Uh, was, the, was the offer ambiguous or was it clear? So there's seven touch points we get feedback on. Most people don't fill the survey out, but the ones that do fill the survey out, it's an absolute goldmine of information. So check in with the marketplace. What are they saying about your offer? Why aren't they buying? You've got to ask them why they're not buying. I had a, a friend who was a consultant. He got dragged into a a relative who did kitchen manufacturing. And I can't remember the numbers, but um, this poor guy was making kitchens, but he was going broke. Good kitchens. And Alan said to him, how many, how many quotes are you doing a month? Let's say it was 100 quotes a month or whatever. It was a lot. And the guy knew. The guy knew the number, and he said, whatever it was, 100 quotes a month. And he said, okay, and how many are buying? He said, three. So you're doing... 100 proposals, whatever the number was, and 3% are buying. So what are the other 97% saying? Why, why aren't they buying? And the guy said, how should I know? I'm too busy doing quotes. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and, 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 and the people that didn't buy, they're the ones that can give you the heads up for the future direction. Why didn't they buy? If it's an anonymous survey, you'll be... You'll be pleasantly surprised, I suspect, as to how explicit people will be 
as to why they didn't buy from you. You picked your nose during the presentation. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I better not do that again. <laughs> whatever that <laughs> nice. Your prices are too high. It's going to take me too long to get to where I want to go. Um, I just don't think the personality is clicking. Whatever it is, you need to know that information. You may not want to hear it, but you need to know it. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, valuable. Uh, we have the question from Lydia Elliot. Uh, are you referring to cold traffic only? Probably that was uh, for the first part of conversation. Yeah, when you shared about getting traffic. Yeah, so I, can you yeah I, I, I don't like cold traffic, Lydia. Um, it's it's inefficient and it's expensive. Uh, and I don't mm -hmm. know if you, you might have just joined a little later on in the conversation, but what I'm into is is effective marketing, which is putting an offer in front of people that are already looking for the offer. So we um, give, give you an example, a metaphor. Let's, let's say there's a forest and there's a hundred sleeping bears in that forest. And we know that three of the bears are hungry for, for your honey. Lydia's got a honey pot and Lydia wants to find the three hungry bears in the forest of 100 sleeping bears that are hungry for honey, but they're all asleep. So you've got a couple of options. Um, Total traffic option is to go running through the forest with a sharp stick and coming to it, Lydia, <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and to find a bear and poke it in the, in the bum with a sharp stick and wake it up. And then you wave your honey pot in front of its nose. And if it's one of the 3% that's hungry, it'll eat the honey. Otherwise, you probably better be a fast runner, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. the, that, that's, that's selling, that's outbound marketing, is we just, we're just annoying people who have not registered any interest in your service or your product. What effective marketing does in this metaphor is it simply puts the honeypot outside the forest and the hungry bears, the three out of the hundred that are sleeping that are hungry, will probably wake up because they can smell honey in their dreams. And they go, oh, there's a honey, the honey's still there. So the three come out of the forest. And that, that metaphor, how does that, what does that look like in real life? It looks like someone who has an email list that's full of your potential clients promotes your webinar or your book or your giveaway or your five-day challenge or whatever it is, whatever your honeypot is, they're going to promote that. And before we talked about the reason why people subscribe to an email list, you find an email list and that person has, uh, subscribers have gone there for a similar reason to the one that you could help them with. That's a good email list because you've got the reason. Um, Lydia, there is a heck of a lot to unpack here. And I'm sure you're going to have a lot of other questions. Um, go to gettomsfreebook.com. You can download my book. It covers all of this, unpacks all of those questions. Get Tom's free book. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, by the way, you can send the link to this book on private chat. I'll, uh, I'll add to a podcast episode in the description. Thank guys. You, so, yeah. yeah, if you need this book, just uh, yeah. search on uh, description. Okay, Tom, I have the question about common mistakes. Can you list mistakes that companies still do uh, to uh, get sales and leads and uh, your tips how to uh, find a much better way? Well, I think I think the biggest mistake is wasting money on inefficient and ineffective advertising. So the we, we, we see advertising as a potential shortcut. Um, if we Coca-Cola or if we're uh, BMW, if we're Mercedes, if we're... And a big brand, then advertising makes a lot of sense uh, to keep the brand in people's brain until they're ready to buy, but also to sell stuff. If we're marketing services or advice, uh, people are going to need that first date 
the webinar, the book, the get on it, the guide, the, they need something to dip their toe in the water of your brand so you can build trust. There's four things you're wanting to build. There's respect, relatability, reciprocity, um, and um, rapport. They're the four things you want to build. And you can do that in a book. You can do it in an event. You can do it in a webinar. But people are going to need that before you propose about working together. Um, so that's 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 a lot of them. And I've forgotten exactly what your question was. So I, I got a bit self sidetracked. What was the question again, Anatoly? Uh, common mistakes in uh, sales or common mistakes, getting thank leads. You. Yeah. Right, right. So the first common mistake is was wasting money on ineffective or inefficient advertising. Um, a big mistake that I see is people going out to the marketplace with an offer for that first date, the honeypot, if you like, the webinar, the book, whatever. And they put features into the title of the offer. So mistake for me would be, for example, um, how my clients using joint ventures. Joint ventures are the means to an end. It's not the benefit. Versus how my clients are generating weekly flow of high quality leads virtually every week of the year. That's very benefit rich. So I think that's the first mistake is the offer doesn't get cut through. We've got this thing called a reticular activating system. If the offer is presented in the same words, even if it's benefit rich, if it's not differentiated, it doesn't get through the reticular activating system or RAS, which is the filter in people's brains that said, do I need to know more about this? Got to be benefit rich, differentiated in case specifics in the title of the offer. Then it gets through the RAS and it hits the amygdala. And the amygdala is the center which says fight or flight. Or it says find, find out more. So big mistake, not getting cut through, not hitting the amygdala and motivating people to want to know more. Next biggest mistake is what people are putting in the marketplace for their honeypot, webinar, book, product challenge. They make it way too complicated. All, all people, sure, people want some ideas. They want some value from that free thing. But the buyers, the people that are interested in buying from you, just want to be able to validate that this makes sense. That this is, yeah, I can see. I don't know how to do all this. But the way it's presented, it makes sense that it would solve my problem. And then you go to the offer, which is to book a time to talk with you or to buy this money back guaranteed product or whatever it happens to be. So the big mistake, the offer is not benefit rich and doesn't get cut through. Second big mistake is once people opt into the initial offer, webinar, book, et cetera, far too complicated. Just make it so simple at a 12, you could go, Ah, yes, I get, I could see this would work to deliver on what I need. And then the offer is really simple as well. No stupid stacked bonuses, no, you know, buy before midnight and we'll give you these free Gintu steak knives. And if you don't, the world's going to end. No manipulative bullshit, hyped up crap. Nice. <laughs> got Just it, got it. Nice and simple or authentic, but it's got to make sense in the mind of the prospect mitigation of risk, maximization of benefit. Great, great. Okay, Tom, I have the question about uh, your experience. Let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, completely from scratch. What will you do today to learn more about getting leads and sales? Um... If I was starting from scratch again today and I didn't have an email yeah. list and I didn't have a reputation or a brand or connections or anything else. Yeah. The first thing I would do is I would, I would run a survey. I'd probably use LinkedIn for that and target people who I consider to be an ideal client and find out what I, it's what I call finding the sun. What's a specific unmet need that hasn't been met yet. And the, I mean, my thing is lead generation and marketing, 
but are people delivering the solution, but in a way that people aren't comfortable with at a price point? So I want to find out a need in the marketplace that's not being met. And I and I would run a survey and LinkedIn's a very good place to do that. Give, give an example of specific unmet need. And, and this is a strategic answer, I know, but it's a really, really important one because you're going to put a lot of time and you're going to put probably some money and some effort into developing a product or service. You want to make sure there's demand in the marketplace before you go to all that effort. Um, when I worked with manufacturers, one of them was a, a organic organic yogurt uh, manufacturer. So the first thing I did is rather than tell him what he should do is, is I went to the supermarkets and I looked at the shelves and shelves and shelves of yogurt. And I saw there was a gap because at the premium end of the market where, where he was, there were, you know, half pound to one pound pots of yogurt at the cheap end. There were family buckets of yogurt. So I said to him, Jen, I think the gap in the market, which is for the mom or the dad or the whoever we call them, um, family premium yoga, big tubs, organic, can't say free range yogurt, that doesn't quite work, but you know what I mean? <laughs> organic <laughs> yogurt, gold seal on it, it's got to have a gold seal on a white background, it always works well. So the mom who cares deeply about nourishing her, his or her children with quality organic products, that market, there was a gap. So you've got to find out where the gap is in the marketplace. So Jim, all credit to him, has a lot of work to do with his factory to get these big pots now. He's always used to gourmet pots of organic yogurt. Um, and it worked a treat because the, the product didn't exist in the marketplace. So where, where are people not being served well? At what price point can they not buy at? What value deliberation, deliberation, everyone else is selling a 30-day 30 30 product, I'll be the one out there offering a three-year solution. If everyone's offering a three-year solution, I'll come up with a 30-day product. Where's the gap in the marketplace? Remember, above all else, what good marketing does is it creates products and services that people are already looking for, not trying to convince them. Every now and then, there's an exception to that rule, and one of those exceptions was the iPhone. I, I met with my son who'd been trained, he lives overseas, he came back for a visit and he said, oh, dad, I'll show you some photos. And he got this phone up and he went, flick, flick, flick. And I, oh my God, what is that thing? I have to have one. So I wasn't looking for that solution, but as soon as I saw it, I knew I needed it, right? So there are yeah. exceptions to the rule, but generally we want to create products or services that people are already looking for. Yeah, great, great. Uh, Tom, I have the final question about uh, the future. Can you predict what kind of future will be because many things are coming like ai uh, by the way ai we have today it's uh, updating developing innovating probably metaverse will change uh, our buying habits i don't know so any tips about uh, what kind of future will be and how to adapt today to this future no <laughs> no <laughs> I, 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 i'm not i'm not brave enough to predict that, um, but but there's a caveat. And I, what I can tell you is that our brains are not going to change. The way we think and our motivations and our desires and our fears and our emotions, um, that's all going to be the same. And essentially what an offer comes down to, I do think AI has a long way to go, but it'll get there. What, what, a, what An inquiry is made at the intersection of an ideal client's journey and the right offer. The right offer could be, you know, buy this thing. It could be attend this webinar, whatever it happens to be. 
And that will never change. That's that's been the case for thousands of years, and it'll continue to be the case. Um, the mediums will change through which we make that offer and through which we deliver the value and, and so on. Um, so the fundamental principles of marketing have never changed, will never change, unless we evolve into a completely different species. Um, what what I do, Anatoly, is that we we track everything, we measure everything, and we have one source of reality, and that is the numbers. We have a, a backup source of subjectivity, which is opinions, and that's where the surveys come in. But the ultimate source of reality is what are the numbers doing? Um, the clicks, the opens, the subscribes, the registrations, the attendances, the purchases, the lifetime value of the clients. Keep tracking the numbers and keep your finger on the pulse because things do change and they can change within a matter of months, uh, not years, and you need to be adaptable to those to those new marketplace preferences and to competitors. Yeah, awesome. Love it. Love it. Agree. Tom, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience the best way how to learn more about you, follow you, reach out to you. Yeah, just go to getthomasfreebook.com. Get a free book. That's that's to dip the tongue in the water. You've got an invitation to one of my events, my online events uh, in due course. We run them a couple of times every month. But just get the free book, download it, have a look through it, and see if it makes sense to you. It, it, should, it should make sense. You should be able to read it and go, hell yeah, that makes sense. And then we can go from there. You can come to an event. Uh, you can become a client. You can book a consult and have a chat with me or one of my team. But yeah, go ahead, dip your tongue in the water. Let's let's have that first date. See if we get on well together. Nice guys, you can find the link to this book in the description below, to the website, social media accounts, so you can choose the best way. Tom, it's a big pleasure again. Uh, love all your insights. So valuable. Thanks, guys, for listening and watching us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.